Welcome to the Culture Encounters Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Ombi, and I'm here today with a very special guest. I'm here today with Mr. Benny Heron. Um, he is one of the board members uh, here at Culture Encounters. We're going to hear his story. We're going to hear all about his life uh, in um, how he has approached multiculturalism. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. I think it's going to be an awesome one. Uh, and let, without further ado, let's go ahead and bring him in. Hey, Benny, what's going on, man? How hey, are you? How are you, good brother? How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Every day is a holiday. Indeed. Uh, as I have a coworker that says that we're like, I'll ask him how he's doing. I'm like, hey, man, how are you? And I just mm-hmm. go, every day is a holiday. And I'm yep. like, well, well, that's true. You know, we should all be thankful for every day we have. But also, you're right because I feel like every day like has like a specific like holiday attached to it. Mm-hmm. Like, like if Indeed. there's some. Yeah, if there's like any activity, uh, I'm sure it's become like an official holiday now, which is cool. Right, right. Uh, so That's let's awesome. go. Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and get started uh, with with you, because um, we want to know about you. So what what initially drew you um, to Culture Encounters as an organization? And when you hear that word culture, um, what what does that mean to you? What does the idea of culture mean to you? Wow. I mean, it's there's there's so many different layers to, you know, to define culture. Um, But I I look at it from just for conversation's sake and and time's sake. Right. I'm not going to do a dissertation. I would say that um, culture is a living thing. Right. Um, Meaning that, you know, the 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 context in which we 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 even move, how we um, embrace the world around us the the sort of tendencies that we have that sort of drive our daily behavior is all sort of rooted in in a cultural sensibility and I, I think for me um just looking at it from sort of a common denominator standpoint um you know I, I'd like to believe you know throughout this milieu of of politics and, you know, uh, red, blue, right, wrong, you know, right. um, that at the end of the day, we are all more alike than different. Right. Right. And I think culturally, um, the essence of, of sort of cultural identity, if we get to the roots of that cultural identity, within ourselves and within our own community, we can sort of tap in to that commonality. Some of us and and some of those in power choose to ignore that commonality (laughs) and highlight the differences. But I truly believe that, you know, we all just want a few basic things, happiness, security for our family, um, a, 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 a sound place and comfortable place to lay our heads and, I think culture, you know, the 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 cultural idea and concept around sort of the encounter movement, right? Right. Encounter. That's a gateway and a segue into that rooted connection. And I think where we, the 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 growth and the change modality takes place is in that encounter. Right? Who are you going to be when you when you are at that crossroads? And you have to encounter that other thing, right? That other culture, that other identity. 
And how are you going to embrace it? Are you going to be open? Are you going to be closed? Are you going to be afraid? Are you going to be are you going to bring your own biases, your own ignorance? What what are you going to do? And I think this organization does a great job of just sort of stripping things down to the basic level, arts, you know, uh, food, music, those those sort of healthy and and I don't want to make it sound pollyannic, but sort of the the mm-hmm. the sort of safe space that you can embrace when it comes to differences in, in, in culture. And I think in that that mechanism, real work and real change can be implemented. I go off on tangents. So just if no, I, I that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was that was awesome. I was I was like, I need to be taking notes right now. This this is may not be a dissertation, but the abstract is great. Like that's great. awesome. Thank uh, you so much. You you mentioned something there towards the end. I want to I want to kind of talk about real quick. Um, and you mentioned bias. Right. Um, when it and I feel like implicit bias is something that you know, um, is is something that is rampant right now, and people are, you know, they. I think people have this self perception of, Oh, I'm a tolerant person. Mm-hmm. And because they have that, they don't necessarily realize or understand their implicit bias. Right. And I think that that's a barrier for, for many people. So right. do you, um, a, do you agree with that? And B, when you see that, or, you know, in the individuals that have, you know, implicit bias, that's either, um, you know, put on them by, you know, the media and society that perpetuates, you know, that bias, Mm. um, or whether it's something that they were raised with. Um, how do you, how do people navigate those, those implicit, those underlying biases that, you know, we all at different various degrees have, how do we, how does one overcome that? And like, how does one get to acknowledge that and then ultimately overcome that and actually, uh, you know, fully embrace those who have a different culture. Wow. I feel like if I get this answer right, we, we need to take this on the road. And, and <laughs> but, right, um, right, this, is, right. this is my attempt at that. So yeah, in, please, my, yeah. in my daily sort of nine to five, which which I wish was more attended to, but daily is I, I'm a supervisor for a father engagement program in, in Fairfax County. I work for the Fairfax County government. And one of sort of the bread and butter aspects of our program is that we facilitate and teach dad's parenting groups specifically to men. Um, 99.9% of the time they are fathers, but you don't have to necessarily be a father, but the, the classes are, are geared specifically for men. It's a dad's parenting group. And the reason I bring that up is because one of the things we talk about are some of the gender-based biases, Right. Right. In classes, in in the class. And one thing I sort of lead the conversation with often is, okay, As men. Right. If you're dealing with just uh, uh, a heterosexual group of men. Right. Right. And within that heterosexual group of men, there's different various and sort of levels to sort of the 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 male chauvinistic ideals and perspectives, right? But across that heterosexual uh, sort of spectrum, we all are either attracted to women or have had um, uh, a child by a woman, um, i.e. maybe married to a woman, right? Right. And I'm using this, this specific gender dynamic for a reason, because what I'll say to them is, 
even with your biases and your sort of, for lack of a better word, your ignorance when it comes to male and female gender roles and 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 how we look at them as a system and and men should be at the top of the hierarchy and just some really sometimes very archaic right. thinking, right? Right. You're still attracted to a woman, right? And the argument that I'll give to them, the, the analogy I should say I'll, I'll bring to them is, look, you still, <laughs> just because, you know, let me play the devil's advocate, I'll say to them, if I, I can't be sexist, I can't be sexist because I'm married to a woman. Mm-hmm. I can't be. I, I, I'm only attracted to women. So I love women. So I can't be sexist. Right. And it's sort of that same, you can shift that into sort of the cultural, racial, ethnic milieu in that we can interact, tolerate, um, uh, even even often marry and cohabitate with someone other than ourselves, it be it be it racial, ethnic, culturally, right? But we still come with a certain level and sis- system of biases and ways of looking at them. Now, when you talk about how do you overcome that, the first step, and I think this isn't groundbreaking, is recognizing it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's where we have sort of this cognitive dissonance in this country where we want to we want to capitalize often (laughs) on the behavior and the history. And but we don't want to deal with it. Right. 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 So it's it's let's celebrate it. Let's acknowledge it. But let's not deal with it. And it's kind of the same way with ourselves internally. Like, right. yeah, I, you know, hey, as a man, you know, yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. When I walk down the street, I don't have to worry about someone grabbing me and pulling me into the bushes and trying to harm me. I'm a man. Right. You know, that's that. So I don't have to put myself in the place of a woman that has to think that way. Right. So for me as a black man, and I'm going to use you as an example, just because you look physically look opposite. Right. Yeah. I, I am white. Yes. That is yeah, but, <laughs> I, I say that because you, me trying to get you to, from a firsthand account, understand what it's like when the police are behind me. Right. Right. I can tell you all day. You can empathize with it all day, but until you recognize that that is real, even though you've never experienced it, all you have to do is acknowledge that it's real. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think it's something that happens every single day and every this. No, you just need to acknowledge that the dynamic that I live in, the context of the world that I live in is different. It's not about me looking at myself as a victim. It's actually a tool for me. It's actually a tool because now I know how to maneuver just as women know how to maneuver through a a, a male dominated society or a society where they can physically be um, accosted in a way, and 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 we would we we would argue and say, well, why would she put herself in that situation? That's true. the The victim blaming is, is the victim real. blaming yeah. is real. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you just comply? Why didn't you do? Why were you out that late? All those things. If if you're asking yourself those questions, then you have some work to do. 
Right. So that's where the recognition starts. And again, and bringing it back to this, to, to our organization, the organization to me is, is the sort of like, I use a lot of sports analogies. I love sports, but yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the workout before you have to run in the race, right? It's, it's cultural encounters is, is an opportunity for us to sort of sit at the table and sort of work some of these things out because we're not in, in the setting of a restaurant, in the setting of a school. We're not necessarily going to get to the meat and potatoes and have those difficult conversations in that moment. But sure. we're showing you how to work out and how to make this real for you so that this can become your normal context that and how we sense. can move beyond this. So right. Yet again, I'm on a tangent. You asked. <laughs> Yeah, no, but you got there. You know, you you absolutely. The first step is acknowledgement, and then right. after acknowledgement, you know, under like actually being proactive about it exactly. and wanting to change it. I think is a big like that mindset. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. And and, like, that, and that's the key right there. Like, let's just be real. C- certain systems and and certain dynamics that we live in within the context of of, of our world, not just the United States or the America or the Americas. Right. It benefits certain people. Absolutely. There's a there's a system in place that is benefiting some more than it is others, right? Right. So to your point, like some people don't want to change. It works for them. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So our challenge is to understand that okay, look. How do we cohabitate? Mm-hmm. How do we coexist? I can't change you. You can't change me. But we're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Right. How can we coexist? Right. And as long as my, and the way, the way I see our coexisting is as long as you view where, where it becomes a problem is when you view my existence as a threat to yours, that's when it becomes a problem. I, I, on that note, I remember seeing a meme going around a couple of, um, I think it was like a couple of years ago. I saw it. It was a pie. And it was uh, more rights. It, the, the quote under it was more rights for me doesn't mean less rights for you. Exactly. Like rights aren't, it's not pie. It's not, it's like, not pie. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. And I think again, even when we talk about, you know, g- gender based equity payments and, and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the pay scale when it comes to male and female, like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm still going to make the same. Right. <laughs> it's not, right, right, right. It's not going to be it's right, not exactly. a all or nothing. Like, and again, there's this there's there's a concept of to me, in the way I sort of view it is there's a, a, a an essence of fear that 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 sort of moves this current of of lack of change, if if I can say that, because right. Again, you know, there's a system in place that really benefits a certain population, right? And I'm not even talking about just ethnic ethnically. I'm talking about financially. Like there's just <laughs> yeah. it's it, there's there's a system in place that is very lucrative, right? And mm-hmm. if if it's it's and I'm not to make this so so political, but like even and, and, like, and well, on that though, like I think sorry to interrupt you, but I think that. 
it's a misnomer when people say, oh, I'm, I'm not a political person. Well, if you're not, you're not paying attention. You're not you know? paying like, attention. It's right. like, you know, everything because of the way of the climate we live in, everything is political. Right. So, right. And, and I'm not trying people. to create any any waves when I say this, but like it's like the, the medical industry. Right. Or, right. You know, are we healing people or are we allowing them? Are we medicating them so that they can so that they can survive? Right. And I'm not right. I'm not arguing one way or the other. I'm just saying like, no, it's a question. It's a valid there's question. A, there, there's a, 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 a moment in which you have to ask yourself, am I thriving or am I surviving? Exactly. Right? And we, we live in sort of a system where a lot of people benefit off the survival aspect. It's true, especially financially. And like, you know, the, there are so many wonderful human beings working in the medical industry right, 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 as right. doctors and nurses and, and right. caregivers. But, you know, society, because of who we are, has a vested interest in, OK, cool, let's get people to work for us. So exactly. Awesome. Let's get them healthy enough to go in and clock in. Exactly. But, you know, is is, is the industry set up for those people? Exactly. I had I literally am in real time, ha- like thinking about that. Like, right. What like is that? Is that the goal? The goal is the goal to get them back to work, or is the goal to get them healthy? Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. Exactly. I never even thought about that. Exactly. And that, and again, we're not going to solve that question tonight. You have your personal opinions. I'm pretty sure we have. I have mine, and we probably agree. But <laughs> right. Right, 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 but, right, right. But again, you know, I again, I'm talking about just systemically, right? When we yeah, look absolutely, at the overall a, system. Yeah, absolutely. And how we how we fit in, and how organizations like ours helps to sort of it's almost like changing the direction of 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 a a large ship right Right. like it doesn't just turn on a dime right you you from a distance you don't even see it turning right it's turning the gradient of change is so slow (laughs) because it's so big you don't even see that it's changing and heading into a different direction so i kind of look as look at culture encounters as a degree in that turn. Ooh, yeah. interesting. I, I like that. Um, so you obviously, it, it seems like, you know, like kind of, you know, you had mentioned you um, were, were born or are translated from California to Virginia. Yes. Um, so how have your life experiences, whether it's geographically, whether it's culturally, whether it's, um, you know, with your career, mm-hmm. how how have these things um, shaped? You have uh, obviously... Um, anybody who talks to you for two seconds can tell you're an incredibly passionate person about well, this topic. You're welcome. Um, what? So how have your life experiences shaped you and shaped kind of these these passions of yours? I mean, I, I think for me, I, um, I, I'm a poet and, uh, and I have a line in one of my poems where I talk about my mother. I got my tongue from my mother and my feet from my father. And my father was was physical, ex boxer, and and you know worked out and everything. He 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 was a hard hat dad, like right. You know, used his hands and worked in iron work and was a painter. You know, nine to five. You know, blue collar. And my mother was sort of the the community therapist. You know, she was the one where we we came home and someone up the street sitting on the couch and she's talking to them. And next thing you know, they're staying with us for a couple of days. And I'm like, what was going on? Like, (laughs) 
right, they going right. to take my piece of chicken tonight? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm I'm actually the youngest of, I have four older sisters. Well, three, one of my sisters, rest in peace, she passed away. But um, I'm the youngest. So I just absorbed and be, sort of became sort of the essence of, of sort of those characteristics of, of my, my mother and my father. And the, I've tried to not be, I've tried the other side. I've tried not to be so passionate. I've tried to do the things where I'm not like in the giving back mode. Like and I, it never fails. I end up right back. <laughs> I've tried to make money. I'm telling you, Jack. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I've tried to make money, but it, it, I keep, Right. Social services and giving back and keeps pulling me in. But no, but my mother was just sort of that was just who she was for for not only us as 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 her immediate family, but for our community and for, you know, our close friends and family. And I just always sort of been that way myself. I've always been that that one friend that um, if people needed help or needed just a a shoulder to cry on or needed someone to talk to. They call me at three in the morning. And and again, I, you know, I've, I've fought it like when I was younger, like, like, who is it? Like, why me? You know what I mean? I went through changes in that regard. But over time, I realized this is who I am, yeah. you know, and I embraced it. And so everything that I do in some way, form or fashion, be it artistically, be it culturally, be it, you know, um, socially, spiritually, um, I like to look at myself as just a little math equation. Everything I do, I'm trying to add on. And what? How can I add on and make the situation better? How can I, you know, how can I truly, you know, think globally and act locally? You know, how can I, if I walk into this conversation, if I'm going to have a conversation with someone, if I, you know, if if down to the essence of of asking someone how they're doing. If I'm going to ask you how you're doing, am I going to take the time to stop and really acknowledge if you want to answer me? Right. You know what I mean? So I, in every aspect of my life, I try to be that. Um, So that's kind of how I ended up, ended up here. I love that. That's yeah, absolutely. It sounds like, um, sounds like your mother um, did an amazing job of instilling that, you know, that message of giving back and support into you. Yes. Um, That's incredible. so you had mentioned, you mentioned being a poet just now. Yes. Um, is that something you do professionally? Is that something that's um, something you do? Um, or how long have you been doing that? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and what role have the arts in general played? in? Yeah, well, I have the, been, uh, I started out um, back in, in, in the day, day, um, started out as a, as a hip hop dancer and a, and a rapper. And I, that transitioned into me painting as well as writing. Um, and I ended up getting my master's degree in, in creative writing. I have an MFA in poetics. Um, and it, it's just who I am. And I've, I've, I've taught classes, I've, I've taught workshops, but again, you know, the, the social service world just keeps me sort of rooted. <laughs> right, and connected. right. So, but it, it, it's a part of me, you know, as well as I'm, I'm a painter and people are like, well, how do you do both? I'm like, I don't see them as anything different. You know, mm-hmm. I write um, something every day, just like I, I try to paint something every day. And when I say write something every day, people think, oh, you write a whole story. No, even if it's one or two words, like I'm, I'm touching something. Even right. if it's just a few strokes on the canvas, I'm 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 touching it every day because 
I feel like for me, that's my medicine, right? And and if I didn't do those things, I might not be the the, the person that I am, right? right? So it's it's my fuel, and um, some people seem to like it. So I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure so I, I keep I keep it moving. I keep it going. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, this has been an incredibly uh, eye-opening um, conversation for me personally. I've really, really, truly enjoyed it. Um, just you. getting to listen to your passion and um, listen to some things I hadn't really thought about before. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, I had never really thought about the... Um, I had never thought about the way... Um, I, I, I thought about systems that, you know are in place to only help certain individuals, but I right. never thought about it in that exact way before. So thank you for teaching me something oh, new or providing me another perspective. Yeah. Um, thank you. So this has been an awesome conversation, Benny. Thank you well, for spending thank you time so with much. us today. Thank you for having me and anytime, any place, you know, just give me a heads up and I'm here. Yeah. Really. All right. Thanks, man. All right, brother. Take, take, it take easy. care. You night. too. You Bye. too. Or that it's something that needs to be prayed away or anything like that.